Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at Odie, with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of Odie's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast. It's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. All right, Doug, we've got another really fun conversation today. Catherine, let me tell you something. I always try to describe to our audience how I'm feeling about the guest, and I came up with the perfect scenario. Let's hear it. I'm going through a Burger King drive-thru, and I order a large fry, right? (laughs) And at the bottom of that large fry, I found two onion rings, Catherine. (laughs) Okay, I'm ecstatic about this. Matter of fact, I probably won't even talk again during the show, because I just want to sit back and absorb the awesomeness of these two individuals. I know. It's going to be great. Well, today we're going to be talking uh, to multi-generational plumbers. And it's really kind of cool uh, to sit back and listen to the story. So uh, Chris Sabraco is with us today, who is one of Odie's uh, ambassadors. So welcome, Chris. Thank you for having us. And um, I would love for you to introduce who you brought today as we have this conversation and topic. Yeah, I, so we brought my uncle John Sabraco, yep. who, uh, the man who taught me the trade. I worked for him for uh, uh, 10 years for J.R. Sabraco Plumbing. And Taught me uh, almost everything I know. So, well, thank you, Chris. Welcome, John. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. That's great. Well, I'm I'm super excited to have you guys both on. And where I'd like to start is, I think we need to start with where your career started, John, and how you got into the <clears throat> trades. Well, I probably started probably almost 50 years ago with my uncle. Um, he had stopped by the house to see my father. And I was, I think, 14 years old, sitting by the door waiting to go out with my friends. And when he was ready to leave, he goes, what are you doing tonight? I said, I'm going out to the party. Yeah. He goes, well, would you like to go to work? He was doing a plumbing down at my other uncle's yacht club. So <clears throat> I said, yeah, I go to work because I love working. So yeah. making the money back then when we were kids. Oh, sure. We didn't get no money. Yeah. <laughs> we had to work for it. So... I went with him that that night, and he showed me what to do, and he came back. I mean, I came to him. I said, I'm all done. He said, there's no way you're all done. My guys at work can't do it that fast. (laughs) He went over and looked at everything I did. He says, what are you doing this summer? Yeah. Because this was, I was going to school, so. Okay. And he's from Bainbridge, so I had to do it. You know, couldn't work at night, so we sure. had to wait till summer. Yeah. So I started that uh, first summer, I think, when I was 14 years old. Wow, and you've never left since? No, I finished school. Okay. I was going to go to college. My dad gave me that opportunity, and uh, I liked it so much, and plus the money was good. So I said, let me try it for one year. And I go, Dad, will you still send me to school if I don't like it? Sure. I never turned back. I, I really like what I do every day. That's awesome. And uh, so I want to st- uh, stop on that, too. Um, was your father um, supportive of your choice to go into the trades? Um, yes, because he knew my uncle would take care of me. Yeah. I mean, that was his brother-in-law. So it was my mother's sister's husband. Okay. And their company was uh, Norhio Plumbing. And they're still in business today. Wow, that's pretty cool. So I worked for them for... 
20 years to the day. Okay. And after about five years of working for him, I started doing side jobs. Okay. So it, it just got, I was working day and night. Mm -hmm. And I had, I just parted with him, but I gave him six months notice. And we still get along. Yeah, that's great. You know, so, but today I, I don't understand how people go to work if they don't like going to, you know, what they're doing every day. And right. I get up, it's, it's, it's an, Every day is a different day. In yeah, coming. that's awesome. And it's exciting. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that a little bit of yeah. your history. So, you know, Chris, then tell us how were you inspired by your uncle and how did you get into the trades? Well, uh, we were at a family party and my father, you know, knew I needed a job. So he went to the side. He asked my uncle if I could work for him. And I'll never forget my uncle comes over to the party. He's like, you know, you ready to work? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And so we... Uh, he brought me on board. It was me, uh, my uncle Mike, and my uncle John. Yep. And uh, I worked for them. Just never, never looked back. But uh, just seeing how hard they worked and uh, seeing the respect they got on jobs, and you know everything was different. Uh, it was very challenging physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, it was you know see how good we can get at this. Right. So John, you talked about how um, every day is different. Are there some aspects to the job that you love and maybe some aspects of the job that mm, I would rather do without? And I'm going to ask the same question over to you, Chris. <clears throat> well, every day you wake up, every job is different. Um, it's always a challenge. It's, in plumbing, it's really never the same problem at somebody's house from house to house. It's just a, an opportunity. you got to think. Um, when I started, they didn't have all this equipment where it tells you how to do everything. You know, you could use your phones, you could use cameras now, you could use, um, you know, the scopes. Sure. Back then, we had to use our head. Yeah. And that's the only way, and a lot of labor. We didn't have machinery. Mm -hmm. uh, back I mean, they did, but we didn't. Um, everything was manual. And, but, uh, <clears throat> so every day, you know, it's it's a new day and new job. Um we do, we do a lot of different things besides, you know, all sorts. We do fire sprinklers, we do sewer, we do gas, we do backflow. So we're into so many aspects of plumbing. Every day is different. Seems like we never do the same thing the next day. Um, the part I don't like is the office part. Yeah, <clears throat> I, like to I get be, it. I like to be in the field. Mm -hmm. That's my preference. Okay. And summers, I love being outside. Sure. Doing the outside. Especially in Cleveland, Ohio, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we paid but for that, it all winter, right? <laughs> but we work outside in the winter. We dread it. Yeah. But once you get going, so them mornings are, are like, <laughs> God, do we got to really do this today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those mornings you dread. But once you get to work and, and you're dressed for it, it goes good. That's great. It's so, do, good. so do you have a good support staff then in the office for you? Yeah, we have. Yeah. we have two people in the office, and there's uh, seven plus me in the field. You know, there were times we had like twelve people, um, but I'm getting to that age where we just want to be steady and not sure. be crazy anymore. You know, like on the other end of the table right now. 
Right. Yeah. He's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that. Part. Did you get the number of that bus that you stole? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I meant, yes, you've got a lot going on. And I feel like, Chris, every time I talk to you, you're on to a next adventure. You've got such great ideas. You're such a great entrepreneur. So, but tell us, you know, what are some of the things that um, you like about uh, the role that you're in? And what are some of the things that you don't like? Well, I love the, you know, the challenge is trying to figure out what's wrong with in certain situations, especially like service work, trying to, you know, diagnose what's wrong, you know, when you got a weird leak or, you know, smell or something like that. Um, those are always a big sense of accomplishment when you figure out what's wrong and you figure out how to fix it. And then like high-end installs, real tricky stuff um, is what I love to do. And then I'd say like the hardest part for me is telling a customer they have a serious problem. Mm-hmm. And they got to spend a lot of money to get it fixed. It just never sits well with me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand that. So do you think that if it wasn't for your uncle, do you think you would be in the trades? I wouldn't. No. No. I would not be in the trades if it wasn't for my uncle. It's pretty cool to hear. He didn't tell you the true story about him coming to work for All me. All right, well, let's lay it out there. <laughs> I'm ready to hear this one. I don't even know what it is. I don't know if he didn't want to go to school or he got thrown out of a college. Yeah. But his dad had told me, my brother, you're taking him to work. <laughs> wow, isn't that funny, Catherine? We found a little truth out there, huh? Yeah. I, I had, no, I had not much. Story. Yeah, you didn't know about that, that yeah. your dad had said. I didn't that. have much of a choice. <laughs> <laughs> and look how it all worked out. <laughs> Good, right, which all worked oh, yeah. out well. All right, well, so Doug, you want to throw over some of your questions and uh, you know, ask here's guys the thing: stuff? I was in the field just like you guys for many, many years, you know, and I made a transition here to the manufacturing. But uh, on our podcast, I had shared some funny stories on things that had happened to me. So, John, I'm telling you, you and I, we come from the same world. <laughs> yeah. So, I can't wait to hear your funniest experience that you had in the plumbing world. Well, we've had so many. If you ever go into work, <laughs> when you go to work with my crew, people, they want us to be on TV. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're screaming at each other all day long, throwing things. Hilarious. It, it is. I mean, people say we got to be on one of them. What are those shows called? Reality TV. Reality TV. <laughs> Doug, I think you just found some Odie Raw uh, participants. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you a story about Chris. The one time he was so we we oh, got it. No. We got in the we got in the Case Western Reserve. Right, oh, yeah. we're doing all these buildings, so we couldn't get in the doors. We we're guys that start early in the morning. So I finally talked to Big Shots there to give me a main key. I could get in a bunch of their buildings, you know, and they said, John. You gotta sign your life away. If you lose this, if you lose this key, you're done. Well, this was the first day I gave it to Chris. I said, Chris, you're responsible. Do not give it to me. What do you think at the end of the day? He lost lost the key. key. (laughs) One day, I I had to go into that main office with my head between my legs, begging this guy (laughs) they would not give me another. So we had to wait now to 8 o'clock for for maintenance guys to come every day to open these doors. I could have just killed them. For those of you who don't know, in the trades, 8 o'clock is almost lunchtime. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. That is a true story. Honestly. All right, Chris. Well, uh, we're finding a lot out about you here, my friend. I'll tell you what. He goes, I don't know what to do. I got to let you go. Know, you know. he, was, he was so upset. I remember, I remember looking at the dumpster for like two hours, just like, I'm not going to find this thing. Oh. <laughs> but on the flip side, I'm sure you have a very memorable moment of your Uncle John. 
Do you have anything that uh, is appropriate to share? Yeah, I mean, you know, just being on the jobs and, you know, I, so many different situations where we're in big time, you know, we're at yeah. NASA and, you know, yeah. and you're talking to engineers and everyone's just all eyes on him and, you know, him explaining everything. It was just, you know, so many different situations was, you know, that's what it was. Like, he was the main man in the room. Everybody yeah. was looking at him and, you know, listening to what he had to say. And Yeah, cool. you know, I, I've only known John now where... 18 minutes, John. I, guess. <laughs> I feel like we go back decades. I'll tell it. <laughs> you know, the thing is, just briefly talking to John, I can tell that you're one of those guys that when you're standing up and you're taking the lead position, people trust and have so much confidence in you that they're going to pay attention to that. Well, so. I, I try, and uh, we're one of them people. I'm I'm not a big s of selling things. I like fixing because it really makes you feel like – and it got to the point in this world now that you can't do that no more. They can't get parts. Um, you know, looking for parts. Mm -hmm. uh, main brands, like you guys, got your names only on them. A lot of these faucets don't have names on them. So you take them apart. I mean, motor, you just can't. So it's almost better nowadays. It's throwaway the way it is. Mm -hmm. Just the way this world is. It just, it's just not worth trying to fix anything anymore mm -hmm. and that that's what gets me how things have you know changed, changed. a lot in that so but i'm i'm one that like to see if man i could fix this i know i could fix mm -hmm. it you know but you spend uh, all of a sudden you're spending four hours and this lady's paying you and, and you could have got something new and you realize that yeah so but we do a lot of work in cleveland nights and shaker Heights, mm -hmm. and they do not want to replace some of them fixtures sure mm -hmm. and faucets so we do we do have a name out there for try to baby them and mm -hmm. get them along to yeah. they're, they're ready to completely remodel, you know? Yeah. Really try to it's hard it. for the motor people to break down and remodel these bathrooms. Sure. You There's know? nothing like going in and finding an American Standard four-handle diverter about in the uh, bathtub, and you were able to fix that sucker. <laughs> they, got the they, they used to have this place progressive, this little place on Mayfield. They okay. had almost every cartridge case, the, all the old stuff. I'd go in there and just, I'd, it'd be like in a candy store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 absolutely. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to throw something out here. Uh, it, I, I got to have you guys back. I've been trying to convince Catherine to let me start something late night called Odie Raw, and you guys would be my first guest, I swear to God. But, but anyhow, you know, great stories and stuff, but one of the things that, that because I've been out of the field now for about eight years, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be I a part of Odie. <laughs> I know, I know. I still show up here every day at six o'clock, though, John. You'd be I happy. Like it, right? yeah. It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but but what I'd like to know is, you know, how can you relate to our audience? You know, um, the reason why they should give the technical industry a try. You know, well, the way I look at it. It's it's you could make some good money, um, and they have so much for for these kids now. Now they have the phones. You could YouTube. I mean, these guys got it made. So the job's not as hard. Um, you're proud of what you do. You could you could plumb up a house, and you can look back at back at your work. I mean, there's really nobody getting into this business right now. And um, the way I look at it, if I was his age or even younger, and we just hired a guy 25. 
I told him. 25. I got boots older than that. I'm telling you. I said, you guys, you guys, this is the best thing. You guys can become millionaires, not like us that are killing ourselves. So they're going to have it named because they're going to be able to name their price. Nobody's getting in these trades. And if they are, they're doing multi things Mm -hmm. and they're hacks at the plumbing part of it. And there's so many problems nowadays because of these other people, you know, ripping people off and just, and if you're good down the line, when our things are getting like, I'm going to be 65, you know, this year, you know, we're, I'm getting ready, you know, you're rounding third heading home. Yeah, right, that's about it. No, no, Waving you in, John. Close every morning I get out of bed. <laughs> you wouldn't think that on the job with them. Those guys tell the me person. I can't have no more coffee after that. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking it away from me. I have to go to the coffee breaks, get them decaf. But in, you the, do? Yeah. But, but in the morning... Be, before I have my coffee, it's like, I got to do this again. Once I have my first cup, I'm, I'm getting ready to You're go. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really a great trade. I mean, you learn so much. Your hands on. I mean, you know, it's. I, I just love what I do. I mean, every day it's something different. It's just, you know, it's not like our company's not one to just like go and set toilets every day. Mm-hmm. We do such a variety. We do our own concrete work if we break the floor. You know, we'll do our own landscaping. If we take out landscaping, we'll put the bushes back. We're one that stays in on everything we do. We try to put back exactly. And it, and it's good for all of us because you're not doing the same thing and getting tired of doing, you know. So, you know, there's different, in this field, there's different plumbers you could work with and you know once you do your own business you know you get that far then you know you could pick and choose what you want but i think it's a perfect trade. i agree yeah. with you 100 percent. yeah you know. so chris tell us a little bit about your business and how it's really grown and, and evolved over the last couple of years and some of the things that you're doing yeah i mean um you know we started off doing some bigger projects and i, I just didn't think that we were geared for that got more and more doing service work and just more having the mindset of bringing people on and teaching them the trade. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think still to this day I've ever hired a plumber that had past experience. Sure. Everyone I brought on didn't really, you know, maybe some handyman experience or or whatnot, but I really pride myself with being able to teach the trade Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to elevate them to help the company out. Sometimes it always doesn't, you know, it doesn't always work out. Right. Teach them. They, they go on their own, but that's fine. You know, um, yeah, that's what I want to gear the company towards, you know. Yeah. Teaching the trade and, and uh, um, uh, you got to answer that, Uncle John. You know, just tell you to silence the phone, John. I should, I should, I'm surprised that it didn't ring 20 other <laughs> Um Yeah, just teaching the trade and, and having the, the, the individuals that come on board letting them know that, you know, we're going to focus on, you know, elevating you in your career path yeah. in the trade, in the plumbing trade. And, and I know you also work with a local school. So tell us a little bit about that passion and, and what you do with uh, the Perry schools. Yeah. So they flipped a house, they purchased a home and as, as they had, there's two, two uh, periods a day where they have, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 students in each period, uh, class period. Uh, and, Basically, we went through the whole mechanical portion of the home. Mm-hmm. We redid, redid the plumbing, and I taught that portion uh, to, to the, the class members. 
and it was pretty cool to see some of the students, some, some of the kids didn't really want sure. much to do with it, um, but a lot of them really, you could see that they were asking questions, attentive, but all in all, whether they chose a career path in the trades or not, they're going to have respect for what we do. Absolutely. They, they saw, you know, that it's not just a, you know, plumber's butt crack, you know, putting it in a toilet. toilet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of thought and a lot of process and a lot of knowledge. And, you know, you have to think on your feet and you have to process what's going on to make the house operational. And to see that, you know, what the kids interacting with that was good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you what you gave them is that opportunity to show exposure, and a lot don't get exposure these days, and I think it's a great program just to even, like you said, if they're not interested, they get to hear about it so they have a better understanding about all the products and thoughts and what goes through, you know, plumbing and water that runs through their house on a daily basis. They're yep, going to think absolutely. about their plumbing system, you know, when they grow older, you know, have they're going to understand it more. Yeah, it's funny when I meet someone who doesn't know the brand Odie and it, they're not in the trades or, um, you know, just general homeowners. I always tell them like, you use our products every day. You just don't know it because it's all the things that make sure that all, all the things in your house actually work. So see at Odie, we're not sexy, but we make sexy work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on now. (laughs) You and I are going to hang out. Oh my goodness. The Dougisms, they just keep on a coming. So, um, can you tell me, you know, John, tell me a little bit about some of the biggest challenges that you've seen in the industry over the years. Um, what are some of the big hurdles? That we went over? Yeah, well, just the, some of the things that you've seen over the last couple of years. What are some of the hurdles that you've seen? Well. Or challenges? I mean, just uh, the bigger jobs we take. Um, so here's the way I was taught when I started. So we always had to wait for my uncle to start a job. And we would be at this job site, and we wait two hours. And he says, what are you guys sitting in the truck for? <laughs> he says, we're waiting on you. He told us not to. He says, look at this mechanical room. He says, you know, try to figure it out. Just, you know, I'm paying you. But um, like he always said, don't matter how small it is and how big it is, it's, it has the same concept. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always take that as my thinking. So, yes, we've taken on big jobs at NASA, the federal government. We've done a lot of work. We do a lot of city work. Uh, I mean, I'm not afraid to take – back then I wasn't. Now I'm getting a little (laughs) 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 Because all my guys are getting to that age. We got a couple of young ones, but they don't want to hear about it. Sure. You know what I mean? So um, the the biggest hurdle, though, is finding – good help that is, that is the biggest hurdle we have sure. um we could find laborers they, they usually last a couple of weeks sometimes they don't even come for their check they're afraid mm-hmm. to um you know there's some good guys i got chris but then you know he wanted to try um selling our roofs so he had left you know so you know you get guys going i had a lot of the guys that had quit me, though, I've got them back now. So they all hmm. come back. The grass seems to be greener on the other side. That sure. seems to be a true yep. thing. Sure. Yep. Um, but not all of them, but it's very hard to find people that really want to work every day and and come in and show it. Like So the way I looked at things when I started, I never stood around. There was always something. If I'm at the shop, I'm looking for... These guys sit at the desk in the morning, these young kids. I, they wait for me to tell them, well, 
could see that's got to be picked up. Sure. Can't you sweep over there? Well, you didn't tell me. I mean, come on. I mean, well, I'm getting the other guys going. So what I see coming in, I'm sort of happy. I'm, I'm on my keys. I'm on my... Uh, I don't know if I could put up with it. I don't have the patience sure. anymore. So like I said, we just hired this one 25-year-old kid. You know what? It's only been He's only been there almost a week he's been there now. And he's getting, he's getting very but the way I like him. I put him with my one guy, Jeff. Sure. I said, Jeff, I don't have the patience anymore. You guys got to train him. Sure. And... Um, you know, so he's been asking, could I, you know, do this, do this? So there is some people yeah. out there, and there's some that aren't just right. ready for this. Yeah. And, and, and I understand that, And but that's the biggest hurdle is the help. Sure, finding talent. Finding good talent and keeping it. And yeah. having them keep it, no matter what, you know, I try to give them the best. We have insurance. We have 401Ks. We have the workman's comp. We have the vacation package. We have everything that a union has to offer for a small company. Sure. We have just about, and it's just still hard to find good help. Good help, it's yeah. Hard to find guys that can keep track of keys, too, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. My brother, Mike, he's in him and his car key. <laughs> so, um, Chris, I'm going to ask you kind of the same, but you can't use talent, because I think we all know that, that right, um, talent coming into the industry is one of the biggest challenges that we see. Um, but what are some of the biggest changes you've seen in the industry over uh, over the years and even in the future as you have come and walk trade shows and you see new things coming down the pipe? What are some of the bigger changes? Well, obviously, you know, there's social media and the, the, the ability to, to go on YouTube channels and learn and educate and, you know, all that. But there's a downfall to that as well because, you know, like, for instance, I worked for my uncle for 10 years mm-hmm. and I learned the right way mm-hmm. how, to, how to do things. And now you can have individuals who can watch a video, but they don't know those little sure. things that took me 10 years to learn that could cost them either money or cost their customers big problems. So that's a big downfall. Everyone's, oh, I'll just watch a YouTube video and, and figure it out. Um, and it's can't, it's not the case. Yeah, it doesn't There's, always tell you the whole picture, yeah, right? It doesn't tell you the whole picture, certain scenarios, and you know, especially in the plumbing trade, we're not dealing with just uh, you know, you're not ultimately gonna get wet if you mess up. You sure, know? you got mold, you got you know, drainage, it's sanitary. It's the you know, as plumbers, we protect the health of the nation. So there's Absolutely. definitely some seriousness to uh, what we do. Yeah. You know, I have to say, Catherine, I got to throw this in because the YouTube thing you brought up, Chris, I agree with. When I first came here, you know, they looked at me because I had some good life experiences. Not as good as yours, John, okay? But we'd be here a couple, <laughs> a couple months. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but they used to come to me and say, hey, uh, Doug, I saw this on YouTube. And my first response was, God, I didn't know your dad did YouTube videos. And they'd be like, well, it's not my dad. I go, oh, brother, uncle. No, I don't know who that is. And I said, exactly. I said, so what we have to remember is, like you said, Chris, a lot of great information out there. A lot of good young guys like yourself, Chris, sharing that good knowledge that you've got from your Uncle John. But there's a lot of other people out there who might have figured out a workaround or something Mm -hmm. like this. Or like when I teach solvent cementing classes here, I use a speeding ticket scenario. Okay. You may miss a bunch of steps, but never experience failure just depending on your application. 
But as soon as you get that failure, now you got a speeding ticket. Guess what? You'll start to do things right. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of these young people, they're seeing misinformation or maybe not complete information. And unfortunately, that's how they're being trained. So I agree with you. There's a lot of positives, but there are a few negatives too. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we kind of round out this conversation today, you know, the one question I kind of ask everyone is, as you step back, and Chris, I'm going to start with you, what are kind of your hopes, dreams, visions for this industry? Um, what, if you had young students or parents or guidance counselors here, in the room, what would you want to tell them about the trades? Well, I just, you know, there's an opportunity for a lot of exposure to actually show what, how an amazing career path it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just showing that it is, it is an amazing career. There's challenges. Um, there's no cap to what we can do as plumbers. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no, you learned it all and then you're done. Right. I mean, he, my uncle John who's right across from me right now. He's still learning every day. Sure. So, um, there's, there's so many positives that need to be thrown out there and people need to be exposed to that. Right. And I hope that, you know, through all these different avenues, I know there's so many companies like Odie mm-hmm. that is willing to take the time and effort to put that out there. And I think that's super important. Yeah. For sure. So as uh, as Doug said, as you were rounding third base, getting ready for retirement, what would you like to see as you're sitting back in your glory days and enjoying uh, the fruits of your labor? What do you want to see for this industry, and what do you hope to see <clears throat> with this industry? Well, I'd like to see a good majority of people that are good with their hands, you know, get into trades like this, whether it's plumbing, electrical, carpentry. I'm in... To sit back and see what you did, I mean, it, like I said, I don't understand how people go to work every day if they don't like it. Sure. I like what I do. We learn every, I just learned something yesterday, and I, and the funny thing was I called this heating guy I knew, and I figured it out while I was waiting for him to answer. <laughs> it's just things like that. Sure. And then you know what he said to me? You answered two questions. You answered your own two questions before you answered me. Mm-hmm. So it just, it made me feel so good. So it's just the trade's beautiful. You can make really good money. Um, you could be, and you could be honest doing it. There's, you don't have to rip people off in this business to get, to get work. Yeah. You know, I did very good. I'm very happy. I got a beautiful house. I got beautiful cars. I have beautiful family. You know, so you know my life, and I still like going to work and. You know, I might be rounding third, but I'll probably be hanging around for a while. Yeah. You know, even if I got to come back and help some of these kids get it. <clears throat> and the, the main thing is, is get with a good company, a good employer. You know, we'll, like us, we still send guys to the ABC school. Sure. I, I belong to the PHCC. We have classes there we send guys to. Um, I'm getting a little you know, old and cranky to teach them, but I let my younger guys do it <laughs> this way. Yeah. I'm not yelling all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great trade. And and I, I you know, I'd, I'd back anybody, and, and I'd be glad to help if I do retire, you know, go into sure. these things and get people into these classes if they want to learn. If they want to learn. Yeah. Yep. Well, very cool. Well, um, you know, Chris, thank you so much for coming on today. It's always a pleasure to have you in this building. You know that it's open to you. Um, we appreciate your partnership. And thank you so much for bringing Uncle Johnny. I know you have John. Um, it was really great to hear your story today. Thank you for everything you've done with the trades. Um, I think I see a bromanship happening here between Doug and John. And uh, we look forward to t- uh, hearing and talking to everyone next time. Thanks so much. Thank, thank you guys. for having us. Thank you. Yep.
Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Fix. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our next conversation dropping every Wednesday. If you have feedback about the show or a topic you'd like to see covered, send us an email at thefix@od.com or give us a shout out on social media. We would love to connect with you. Don't forget, you can get your daily fix by visiting od.com and we'll catch you next time.